star Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to Wrestling POV podcast and always do it with Flair. Woo! Ooh, Marty, between the Wild Samoans, the new Four Horsemen, it's your pick. And the hot tag news, another Who's Marty between Bailey and Sasha Banks. And of course, the Extreme Rules pay per view horror, pay per view horror show. Something like that. And they all new wrestling. POV Podcast. People are not going to like what I'm going to say. Uh-oh. Tell me you didn't say that, sucker. No, you know, uh, yeah, people are not going to like what I'm going to say. But you know what? I'm at the point right now where I, I really don't care. I don't. I'm going to voice my opinion because it is my opinion. And it's just things are getting a little bit too carried away. You know what I'm saying? Not carried away, but it's it, just getting ridiculous. It's like, come on, call it for what you see it. Um, it's getting, It's just getting there. Put it that way. Um, you know what? Let's just start the show. We ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Now I'm going to apologize already. Um, but, uh, we're just going to go over this quick. Cause like I said, it's going to be kind of a long show. Kind of, kind of because of the simple fact that, um, a lot, we got a lot of comments and uh, I know we're going to go on and on and on and on and on. Actually before no, no, no. We'll, we'll do it right now. All right. The, uh, the Who's Marty Between the Wild Samoans, Afa or Sika? Now, this one is definitely, um, this one was a hard one to pick. Um, they were both equal. They both looked the same. I don't even think people even know which one's Afa, which one's Sika. That's my opinion. Um, Elio, which one do you think was the Marty of the group? So I, um, I'm going to say it was... Uh... Alpha, mainly because when I started watching, I was uh, was around the time when uh, Sika went solo. He had Mr. Fuji as his manager, and he had that feud with Hulk Hogan. Wow. You know what? I totally forgot about that. And you just made my decision even more better. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was still, I'm still to this point right now. I'm still at the point of, I don't know who is the Marty of the group. But I totally forgot about that. I did. That's interesting. All right, Rick. 
the Marty. Uh, who's the Marty of the group between the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika? Which one you picked? Now, I didn't put up uh, valid points on Ed because I was stuck, to be honest. But he made a very valid point. So who do you think is the uh, Marty of the group between the, the Wild Samoans? Uh, for me, it's simple. I mean, you look at the bloodline. Um, Afa had Afa Jr., who was original, the original in Legacy with mm-hmm. Randy Orton. Um, and Sika has Roman Reigns and Rosie. <laughs> yeah. yep. I mean, right there. And, and like Elio eloquently put, uh, Sika had a solo run. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I- uh, all about that too. You know, I and that these guys were a tag for the whole time they wrestled. Yeah, I never really remembered them as a singles wrestler. Um, the only one that I do remember that would team up with them once in a while, but then go on a solo career and then team up with them for a little bit and go off on a solo run was uh, Samu. Yeah, and actually Rikishi too. I mean, he wasn't part of the Wild Samoans, but the Bloodline and everything. You know, if you want to go that route, um, a lot of them went into the singles career, except for the Usos, obviously, for reasons, because they look alike. But uh, <laughs> I did. I honestly totally forgot that Sika did a solo career. And and if you're looking at it, the hair alone, Sika <laughs> had this flowing hair and <laughs> Alphas just looked odd. <laughs> like it looked like he didn't belong with the Wild Samoans. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I think Alpha is 100% the Marty of the group. And when it came to our fan votes, Alpha was 100% the Marty of the group. Oh, yeah. I guess, well, I guess I'm going to go with that too and go with Alpha that uh, he's the Marty of the group. Yeah. I hate to say it that way, too, because they, these guys were probably one of the dominant tag teams in that era. And I honestly, I think – I'm going to throw this question both to you guys. Now, if the Wild Samoans were in this era, how would they How would they, How would would they? they do? I, I don't think they would do well at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? No. I mean, they, they would – I don't even know because as a monster team, maybe. But mm-hmm. I don't think they have the – the in-ring ability, I think their charisma and right. their character is what put them over, really. And, like, the hard headbutts and everything. But they're taking away the headbutts. So, well, I don't think... Nobody knows how to do them anymore. That's true. They don't. True. Plus, tag, plus tag team wrestling is pretty much non-existent in That's, WWE. There you go. I still think if they were... <clears throat> the Wild Simones were in right now, I think they would definitely... Uh, dominate the whole tag team scene. I mean, wow. the, you know, the the only one that I think would be close, but I, it, it's it wouldn't be fair to judge them. But this is what I've seen from lately was Indusheer. They're similar to the Wild Samoans. I mean, different culture, I know, but they're you know they have that personality and the look. You know, they don't speak English well, so they got their manager. You know, so. I see the. I mean, I need to see more of them, you know. But uh, they, I, they was, they give me that vibe of the Wild Samoans. So yeah, I think they can do it. But the Wild Samoans in this era right now, yeah, they definitely would dominate the tag team scene. Only because of the simple fact these guys were just nasty in the ring. They were, and and I'm telling you, they were rough. They were stiff. 
They were stiff. <laughs> the, the only thing is that, you know, if, if somebody were to give them a receipt back, they keep giving it to them. They love that shit. <laughs> so well, I, think, I think they would fare. Well, Elio said earlier before we, we started recording that he thinks Jurassic Express can beat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm pretty mistaken. I don't know where you got that information. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, nah, that's bullshit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we got to actually, we did two Who's Marty, um, but the uh, second Who's Marty made it into the hot tag. Ooh, was it hot? Yeah. Um, we got a lot more to say, so we're not going to do that one now, but, uh, you know, that's going to be part of the hot tag news, so we're going to jump right into the new Four Horsemen. It is being rumored that Cody is forming a new Four Horsemen. If this is true, who would you like to see him uh, join uh, in this faction? Uh, we'll go with Rick and then Elio. Yeah, um, I said last week that for me, it looks like it's going to be Sean Spears and FTR joining Cody for the new Four Horsemen. I mean, do I want that? I don't think so. I mean, I don't see Sean Spears as a viable threat. But honestly, I can't even name the Fourth Horseman. <laughs> That's true. But I can't even name the fourth horseman. Who was it? <laughs> it was Ric Flair, Tully, Arnold. Who's the fourth? Barry Windham. Barry Windham. Okay, I I knew the name. It was actually on the tip of my tongue. I just didn't say it. Yeah. Who? Barry Windham? Who's the <laughs> So Sean Spears is a very good Barry Windham, because we will be like, who? Sean Spears? Yeah, Barry Windham, same guy. All right. So remember too, Dusty was part of the Horseman too. Yeah, that's true. But for me, um, yeah, I, Sean Spears is a perfect fit. He'll be the perfect Barry Windham, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, who you got? I would see him put Omega in FTR. Wow, Omega. Why Omega? Well, he is. He had, he did that little. Uh, no, yeah, turn. he did a, a little heel turn. But don't you think? For me, it's like. The Four Horsemen had one Ric Flair. So mm-hmm. who is your Ric Flair? Is it Omega or is it Cody? I see, yeah, Cody's a Flair. Omega is uh, the, way it the, looks arm, the cleaner. Okay, yeah. he's the cleaner. Yeah. That's true. That's his nickname, too. Tony, who you got? Um, It's it's pretty much the same. I don't know about Sean Spears, though, <laughs> um, only because of the simple fact that uh, – and I'm sorry, I've been bitching about AEW for a long time, and uh, I'm going to keep on bitching about AEW. <laughs> the thing of it is, AEW, they're bringing in all this talent, all these stars, but then yet, they're treating them like shit, okay? You got Lance Archer, okay? They brought him in, supposed to be dominant, loses his match. Brian Cage who is a beast of a man, and for someone his size, you know what? Actually, he would be good in the floors. Wow. Instead of Sean Spears, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Cage, and get rid of Taz altogether. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, this man is huge. You yeah. are I already hear the AEW fanboy saying, but Taz could be J.J. Dillon. <laughs> no. <laughs> yo, yo. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, on global, I was used to, I was used to tell TJ about how, we, about his uh, feud with King Mo and MLW. 
No, not unfusing with Taz. It's it. Every time he's on my screen, I still want to see him or hear him. No, I, I don't either. And, and the thing is, he's been getting a lot of heat uh, because of the simple fact. And I, you know what? Honestly, I agree with a lot of what these people are saying. <laughs> Put this belt on this mammoth of a man. A belt that meant absolutely nothing. Even when he introduced it back in the day. It it still was shit. It's not like it's prestigious. It's not like the 10 pounds of gold. It's not the big dome globe belt. It's not like that. It's not like the big gold. And it's not like the, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's a belt that he made up because of his fucking ego. But the, the and that's why it's in the book. I know, right? <laughs> is that they, they gave it to Brian Cage before he even had the match with Moxley. Why now? It's like, listen, you're not gonna win the AEW belt, but here's this plastic <laughs> that we're gonna put around your waist. And I'm sorry, you look at Brian Cage now; he he can give two fucks about that damn belt. Uh huh. You know, off. I know he went off. No, but it would make more sense if they gave him the FTW belt this week after he lost exactly. because he didn't tap out because he's you know. So yeah. they dropped that. the ball on that one. Yeah, and and so for me, like I said, even uh, these new guys they're bringing in, they're just destroying them. Abaddon, again, where the fuck is she? She was the talk of the town when she made her debut three weeks ago. Right. The and first time I saw her was on an AEW Dark because I saw a picture from Google News, so I went to look up the exact date for AEW Dark, and when I saw that, I was like, Okay, we have, I gotta show this to the guys. Yeah. Where the hell has she been? You know. So, um, all right. So back to the question. The four horsemen. <laughs> the four horsemen. Now I agree, but I, I think take out Sean Spears, but add Brian Cage. Okay, okay. That, that's actually legit. That's a legit uh, four horsemen right there. Rob Campbell, he said it's funny. WWE gets bashed for copying AEW, gets praised hypocrite, hypocrites. Wrestling fans, sorry, cosplay fans. <laughs> wow. Uh, he also came, wow, he has a big anger towards AEW more than I do. Posted <laughs> <laughs> again, he up with your own shit. <laughs> Alrighty then, my God. He's, he, he needs a drink. <laughs> Daniel Franciscione, he said, Omega. Orange and Brody Lee. That is the stupidest. <laughs> what? That is the dumbest. And I know that's your boy. You need to talk to him because Orange Cassidy, Four Horsemen. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that is the worst thing ever. Do <laughs> some crazy shit. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he is a friend of mine. Actually, he was a ref. Uh, during the time that I wrestled, and uh, he refed a lot of matches, but he also was a manager, too, here and there. Mm-hmm. He got the wig just so he can be a different character, which didn't quite work well. <laughs> uh, Sean Kelly says, not Spears. He is trash. Plus, only one manager for a group. That's true. He, he, he's right. We don't want Tully and Arn in the Four Horsemen, right? Yeah. All right. All right now, now, here's that's true. I didn't, I, I didn't even think about that. So that means somebody had to turn on one of their managers. Yeah, it looks like Cody's going to turn on Arn. Mm, yeah, yeah. because I'm sorry. I, you know, out of respect for Arn, 
stop with that fucking gimmick. It's uh-huh. not at all. You're trying to be a coach, and and but what's what's bothering me is that they're treating it like he he's a fucking football coach. <laughs> Playbook in the whispering of the ears. You know, come on, come on. Stop! This is a, <laughs> they. Sorry, if they treated him like he was a boxing manager or whatever with a towel on his shoulder, that's different. But he has a fucking playbook, a playlist, or whatever. Like in a whiteboard. A whiteboard. Does that even change, or is it the same <laughs> one? <laughs> with all the fights Cody's been having. Lately. He's like, win the match, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm carrying this bullshit for nothing. Uh, um, Danny Thomas. This one is interesting. And let me know if you guys think what you guys think. Danny Thomas said Cody, Dustin, Pac, and Scorpio Sky. Nah. No? Nah. Nah. Dustin, Dustin doesn't belong anywhere near no. RTVs. He's right. done. Um, Pac, Scorpio Sky. It just doesn't click. I don't see it clicking. Uh, about it, right? Yeah, it's just... That's just see the thing is that was perfect with the four horsemen is there were four individual guys that had their parts within mm-hmm. the team. You know, you can't yeah. just throw four superstars together and be like, all right, you're a team. This was everybody knew their place. Barry Windham knew he was the fourth guy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, and, I mean, and, I forgot. <laughs> I mean, he he knew his place, you know. It's, it's just like Miguel. Miguel knows his place. He's the fourth guy on a three-man team. <laughs> Jeremy B said the elite. Uh, yeah, I mean. No, 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 no. Stop. Because they're, they're already pushing themselves now, and then now they're going to take over the four horsemen name? That's true. I mean, well, can you actually see the young bucks in a fucking suit? No. <laughs> no. No, they they be wearing their hair in a freaking man bun all the time. <laughs> Rubio said probably going to be Cody Spears and FTR. Huh? Pamela Daisy, she said I'm not sure, but he should bring it, uh, JJ Dillon in to be the manager. I don't. Is, J- is JJ Dillon alive? Yes. <laughs> Wait, is he? <laughs> oh, he is. My bad. Um, I don't know about that. He's too old. He's too Yeah, old. no. He, honestly, I don't even think he gives a shit about it. <laughs> you know what I saw the other day? They had um what's this guy's name? Um what was the pencil neck geek? Freddie Blassie. Freddie Blassie. They had a segment with him on Monday Night Raw where they wheeled him out in a wheelchair. Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck would they do this to him? <laughs> That's what they're gonna do to JJ Dillon? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think I remember that episode of Raw. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Yeah. Rambo Bryant. His real name is Rambo. <laughs> that's, that's a good name. Uh, he said, given the heel hint, I'd, would, uh, I'd say it will be Omega, Butcher, and Blade. Hangman will be with FTR as the defense with the Bucks against uh, Bucks caught in the middle. All right. So he's saying Omega, Cody, and the Butcher and the Blade. Mm-hmm. Which I don't have a problem with. That actually yeah. sounds pretty good. Butcher and Blade. <laughs> The Arn and and and, uh, and Tully, yeah, I like the Butcher and the Blade. That's a good fit. Okay, Xavier Bushby, Busby. He said FTR, Cody, and Omega. Everybody wants this Omega thing, man. But now hey. check this out. This was interesting. Solomon Cannon re- responded to him and says, "Please leave Omega out of this." Like he put <laughs> like, exclamation marks on that. Like he was offended. Omega, <laughs> wow. 
curious and would make it into a comedy group, FDR, Cody, and Paige. Yes. That, that, is, that is much better. And I agree but, with him when he says that Omega will make it in a comedy group. Honestly, so, you know, I, I watched Omega's matches over in Japan, you know, and I loved them. But him and AEW, I'm not feeling at all. There's I, something off. There's yeah. something off. And what's funny is that a lot of people are saying that he should be the top star in AEW. Yeah. Now, is it because of the position that he's in that he's probably thinking, mm, I don't want to do that because I'm in a position of power here, authority. Yeah. So, and I mean, it looked right for me to push myself, even though they're already doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's the problem with uh, the wrestling business itself. It's that for years... And for decades, yeah. owners would put themselves over even though they didn't deserve it. I, I and, think I say it every week on the show. Yeah, and then but when you have actual people who are the top stars, like Omega, who owns part of the company, it's when it's, it's when now, oh, well, he's the owner, so it's like a bad taste in your mouth. Because we're so used to bad owners putting their sons who can't wrestle over or putting their friends over. And I so, yeah, so it's like uh, a damned if you do, damned if you don't for Omega. And right now it's bad for Omega because he's uh, he's not doing well in AEW, in my opinion. No. Nope. So now I'm looking at the rest of the comments and they all pretty much are saying the same thing. Now, I'm going to go to Elio because this is uh, what you guys cover on uh, Global, on Wrestling POV Global. Um, what are your thoughts? But now, before I give you, ask you your thoughts on the whole uh, formation of the Four Horsemen, the new Four Horsemen, um, what is your opinion on the whole of on AEW? I mean, are the people right by saying that um, uh, that um, what's his name, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, will make the Horsemen into a comedy act, or you know, should? Omega just be a heel, or should Omega be the top star in AEW? So I threw out like about six different questions at you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, okay, like Rick said, uh, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of Omega's matches in Japan, and they're pretty good. But there's just something off in uh, AEW. His whole run, like I don't know what it is. Especially in this uh, one, this one match uh, with the uh, Jurassic Express. After the match, he started pounding on Marco Stones. Like, wow. Yeah. And, so, and it's funny. I heard that uh, it was his idea to bring in Marco Stone. Oh. AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder why. Yeah. So I uh, beat him up on AEW. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, the guy's smaller than me. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know that that might be a topic uh, for a Facebook post. Um, Marco's point: Should he be taken seriously, or is he, you know, like is he a, a legit wrestler where you can take him serious, or is he just a comedy act? Mm-hmm. Um, I have other opinions on that, so if we do post that as a post, not hot tag, because he's he's not hot tag worthy. But if it's done as a post. I will have some things to say about that. Now I know T, uh, TJ. He does. He's not a fan of Marco Stone, right? Oh, he hates him. He <laughs> loathes him. Love me? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't blame him. Like I said, I'm a withdraw. 
I'm going to withdraw my comment, and we'll do this as a post. Yes. And then I'll say my shit about it next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? That's it. If anybody out there, if you have any questions or comments of uh, a hot tag news or a Facebook poll, drop us a line. We'll do it up. We'll talk about it. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, it is time for the wrestling news from I almost forgot my damn line. <laughs> from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right. And before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. <laughs> All right. Jinder Mahal turns 34 years old. Wow. Yeah. Um, is it over for Jinder? <laughs> Is it uh, over, gender? One more, one more push? No, over. Yeah, over. They have to do him versus Drew. It's got to be done. Yeah, weren't they gonna do? Done. Weren't they? Weren't they gonna do that before he got injured? Yeah, he, that he was that was the plan. Yeah, right and then yeah. the messed up. Don't hinder gender. Uh, <laughs> HB Sizzle. Shawn Michaels turns 55 years old. 55. Wow. 55. I mean, between the hair and his eyes, he ain't the heartbreak kid no more. No. <laughs> he look like the broken down kid. Um, <laughs> last but not least, Karrion Cross, TikTok, <laughs> turns 35 years old. Karrion Cross, 35? Yeah. I mean, he's in his prime right now. Yeah, he is. I agree with that, but uh, when we go over NXT, you got a few choice words. Woo! Oh, yeah, me too. All right, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Rick Flair's wife, Wendy, and Apollo Crews have COVID 19. Now, I'm not saying they had an entanglement or anything, but. Uh... Well, it's almost gone. <laughs> Oh, Will Smith. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Um, but, yes, we hope that Ric Flair's wife, Wendy, does um, recover from COVID-19, as well as Apollo Crews, the United States champion. Well, you know, it's funny because a lot of people were getting on Ric Flair because I guess he went to a, a Starbucks drive through or something like that and wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, and they're like, man. you got COVID-19. What are you doing? No, it wasn't him. It was his wife. Either way, either way, he should be wearing a mask. He should. Even if he's in his car. If your wife has it, bro, yeah. lock down. Well, not, not, not just wear it in the car, because I don't wear mine when I'm driving. It's ridiculous. No. But he went to a drive-thru uh, window. Yeah, then yeah. put the mask on. You're dealing yeah. with people. But um, at the same time, you know, he said that they're both staying on different floors of the house. Okay, fine. But still, somebody in that immediate area still has it. But Cover also, up. he shouldn't be on TV. He shouldn't be backstage. No. No, no. You know, like, but apparently, I guess they're supposed to write him off. So. Oh well, hopefully, because honestly, I'm. So you, you, Charlotte takes a vacation, so they pull Rick back in. It's yeah. like, can we get a break from the Flares? Flares, yeah. Just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Um, uh, this one, this one, uh, blew me away a little bit. I totally forgot about this. Angel Garza gets married. Um, what? Yeah, and the I, thing is. Oh. You don't remember that he proposed at NXT when he won the Cruiserweight title? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was him. I was totally blown away when I read this. 
No more flirt with Charlie. I mean, he shouldn't have been flirting with her in the first place. That's true. That is true. That, that, that's a little entanglement right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, congratulations to Angel, Angel Garza. Um, this next bit of news was, I don't know, man. A lot of people say it's a work. But Adam Cole, baby, and Pat McAfee get into it on the Pat McAfee show. Elio, do you think this was a work or you think this was legit? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was a work. It was a work. Work, work, work. Tony? Here's here's a video clip of it if you guys wanna hear it. Segue, Rick. But uh, no, my, my here. I think it's a work, to be honest. Yeah. I'm on with this, um, where are they going to lead it to? I don't know. Hopefully, he will make his debut in the main roster. Now, I got another question for you guys, and maybe this might be another post for our Facebook page: Is uh, should Adam Cole be bringing the whole undisputed era with him to the main roster, oh. or Ooh. should he go by himself? It's a good question. And. and Here's a, here's a, here's a, a, a bonus question, I guess. And would he do better by himself or with the undisputed era? Oof, that's tough. That's I want tough. I to answer this now. And then and I think we should post this as a question on your Facebook page and then talk more in depth. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, but uh, as far as uh, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, I think it's a work. I mean, yep. and the reason why I think it's a work, it was the last couple of sentences that Pat McAfee said. When Adam Cole walked out, he was like, no, fuck you! Get out of here! He was already leaving. He was already leaving, right? And he already said fuck you three times and you... It, it just... It don't sound it don't sound real. And, well, uh... I heard Adam Cole really not like that. So, yeah. like a legit interview, he would have never done that. Yeah. From, from what I... Now, um... The one thing I did notice exactly what you just pointed out, too. And, and it's not only that, but the way McAfee said, well, no, fuck you! Yeah. That's not a line. I'm sorry. When I say fuck you, I mean that. Yo, no, fuck you, man! Fuck you! <laughs> you know, but no. Um, no, that that was, that seemed forced. The way yeah. It. So, like, I was believing it all the way up to the point when he said, no, fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> and exactly what you just pointed out, Rick, exactly how I saw it. He was already leaving. Why would you say yeah. that? All right. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And my last bit of news is what you mentioned earlier about Booker T, uh, who says Naomi needs to earn her right for better treatment in WWE. The whole hashtag Naomi yeah. deserves better. Now, to give guys a little background on this whole thing. Last week after Naomi lost to... Um, What's her name? Lacey uh, Evans. Lacey, Lacey, thank you, Elio. Uh, Lacey Evans. Um, they started a hashtag. Naomi deserves better. 
and right. it just went and spread like wildfire to the point where my wife was saying, why is this all over Twitter? Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked at it and I'm just like, honestly, I don't know um, <laughs> where they're coming from. Now, um, a two-time SmackDown champ. Yeah, well, let me, I'll read Book of these uh, full statement so everybody can get a better understanding, right. and then you can go on ahead. Uh, go ahead. They, they can go to hell with all these hashtags as far as I'm concerned. Nobody deserves a chance, all right? First and foremost, you have to earn your chance and your spot on the roster. This is not some movement to just pull up, uh, just, uh, just pull somebody up just because. I hate to sit here and say this and talk this way because I like Naomi, but as far as the business goes, you get it, you get it on your merit alone. That's it. It's no buddy system. I know somebody uh, is going to hear me and say, well, such and such and that, why they are doing it. Uh, yes, that may be true, but life is not fair. Sometimes you have to make your own breaks. Sometimes you have to go out there and rise to the occasion when no one else thought you could. It may not happen overnight. No one expected me, including myself, to become six-time world champion. So go ahead, man. Yeah, so for me, um, after reading that statement, I'm like, you know what? He's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But then um, after watching SmackDown this past week, um, I, I, I looked at it and I'm like, you know what? Naomi does have a point. Um, there are people on the roster in, in WWE that don't deserve to be where they're at. Um, um, and, uh, like I look at it and you see uh, people like Nikki Cross. I get it. Nikki Cross is a great character. Is she as good as Naomi in the ring? Absolutely not, in my opinion. And Lacey Evans? Absolutely not. Naomi deserves to be pushed above them. Now, I hear people talking about, well, Dana Brooke never got a title. Dana Brooke is not that good. And she's proven to not be that good. Um, Does Naomi deserve better? I think she's getting exactly what she deserves right now. Um, She has been doing it for a long time. She has created her own image. This whole glow thing was all on her own. That's a great plus for her. She still is very athletic, but again, she doesn't do her kicks aren't really good. Her uh, wrestling ability isn't that good. So that's the way I look at it. Her mic skill is not. Um, so the way I look at it, Naomi is a mid Carter. So I think she's right where she belongs. And, and that's that's how I look at it. Elio, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Um, I I don't I see Naomi as just like a mid card. I'm I'm not really like a big fan of her matches. Uh, she's just uh, she's right where she belongs right now, mid card. Tony. All right, now like I said, some people are gonna get mad at me, but I really don't care. Um, think about it this way: what Booker T said was 100% correct. The man came from GI Bro. <laughs> that was terrible. He was GI Oh, Did he make it work? No. No, he didn't. <laughs> He's got off. Okay? But not only that, he was King Booker. I'm sorry. He was King Booker. Okay? <laughs> now, did he make that work? In that era, it did because everybody hated him. Yep. He did the best that he could with the gimmicks given to him. Okay? And that's how he proved himself. I will never discredit Booker T for speaking out the way he did because he's absolutely right. You do have to earn your spot. With that being said, Naomi had her spot, if you guys remember. Yep. She won the Battle Royal. 
Okay. Yep. The the uh, WrestleMania, right? Yep. yep. That one. She became SmackDown champion twice. Yep. She had to start this whole glow gimmick, which for me, it's a character. That's a character. It's not who she is. Can she wrestle in the ring? She's not better than Nikki Cross, in my opinion. I think Nick Cross is a better wrestler than, than she is. Um, Character-wise, Nikki plays that character to a T, where Naomi, it seems forced. She's do, she, she does seem forced. So they cannot come out and say that she didn't never had a chance. And because she did. Now, I'm sorry, if somebody's handing you the ball, it's up to you to, to run with it. She had that chance several times. Several times she had this chance. Did she take the ball and ran with it? No, because they're the and and I'm not blaming writers, but it does have something to do with them, but also has something to do with her too. Okay? Yeah, because you have to take that ball and run with it. You sure. can't, you know. And, and think of it this way too. And I'm sorry to say it like this, but she does this whole glow shit. And for me, it was a revamped version of the Funkadactyls. Okay coming and dancing and all this other so dancing that's that's what makes you legit coming she put, in light she put flowing. lights on the title she put lights on the title and i'm sorry to say people were, were getting mad at roman reigns for disrespecting the title by holding it over her uh his shoulder what about that putting lights on the fucking title why did she do that she wanted to be different she wanted to stand out did anybody fall for that bullshit no did they make a title actually that lights up in the wwe shop no. She had her chances over and over and over again, and she just not did not take that ball and ran with it. Yep. Right now, she's only doing all this because some stupid fucking hashtag? Really? You couldn't do that shit on your own? Yep. Now, a lot of people are saying this, and, and this isn't my point of view. This is everybody else's that I've been reading. And for me, I'm going to disagree with it, um, and I'm, I want to see where you guys stand on this. Now, a lot of people are saying and that because she's married to the Uso, who's always in trouble, is why her push isn't getting, or not a push, but is why she's not getting TV time or she's not getting that exposure. It's because she's married to the troubled Uso. Now, do you agree with that? Before I mean, I, there, are, there are reasons. I mean, looking at that, I can see why they, she, they would think that, but absolutely not. They're two different people. Um, and she has her own career. Now, if it was like a Lana Rusev thing, then I could see why. You know, because Lana was really didn't really have a career on her own. She was just attached to Rusev. So yeah, if Rusev's hurt, you pull him. Or if he's in trouble, you pull her. Um, but she was separated from the Usos. She never did anything with the Usos. No, I know that. Yeah. But I'm saying that's everybody out there is saying. Oh yeah. It's because she's married to. to no. But you know, they're also saying. Um, it's a racial thing, and um, I don't, and, I, I, I don't, I don't want them even touching that subject because it's not. Yeah, and, and my my take on it was um, they started coming at Booker T and people yeah. like Mark Henry, um, calling them coons and everything, saying that they're they 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 they're sticking with the man and they're going. Yeah, now no. listen, no, is there some truth to that? No, I don't think so. Um, is Booker T and Mark Henry? business guys absolutely they won't go against the business they, they know what the business provides for them but um, they're in business for themselves yeah raw so yeah. there's nothing wrong with that 
No, of course not. Anybody else out there would do the same damn. Absolutely, and that's what I was gonna say. They would do you. Anybody would do the same thing in their position. Um, and, and when it comes to Naomi, listen, she said that she was there for ten years. She got hurt. The reason why she lost the title the first time is because she was hurt. You know. Yeah. So, um, and then her return at the Royal Rumble because she was hurt. Yeah. So she's saying that she was there and she's always been there. No, you've been hurt. Yeah. You know, Alexa Bliss got hurt and what happened to her mojo? It went down. Went down. You know? And, and again, tr- back down. Yeah, and they tried and they tried to bring it back with Alexa Bliss and it's finally looking like, okay, maybe we're gonna get Alexa Bliss back. But Alexa Bliss com- on the mic compared to Naomi on the mic, I wanna hear what Alexa Bliss has to say over okay. Naomi. So, of course, I'm going to give Alexa a talk show. What, Naomi, I'm going to snatch you both. I mean, <laughs> there's just some things that just doesn't resonate well with wrestling fans. And yeah. that's part of it. Yeah. And I, and I just wish that they don't make this into a racial thing. Because then it puts people in a position where it's like, and and like I said, I, I said that people are going to hate me for making these comments. And I really don't care because I'm getting tired of it. But it's getting it's going to get to that position where they're going to push her because of the color of her skin instead of pushing her for her skill set. You know what I'm saying? Because if we really want to go there, when was the last Puerto Rican champion that we had? Yeah. Can't name him. Can't name him. Why? Because it never happened. Yeah. Okay? If I wasn't, you know, unfortunately in my career, my goal was not to be, you know, top dog in WWE. My goal was just to get the fuck into business because I loved it that much. Okay? My goal should have been to be the first Puerto Rican born, uh, not born, but Puerto Rican heavyweight champion. Dominican, actually, I represent both. But it wasn't. That was my choice. But there's a lot of people out there who could have had that choice, uh, that could have had that chance, too. No Way Jose is one of them. Hey. Very talented. You should be very proud of No Way Jose. He had the 24-7 time. (laughs) (laughs) First Dominican to ever have a championship in, in WWE. In WWE. You know. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying, though? I don't want this to make it a color thing because then it's just going to seem like they're just doing this because she's, you know, the color of her skin. Yeah. And they shouldn't. And I'm sorry. I'm, on this show, we call it as we see it. If yep. you're a hot garbage, we're going to say that you're hot fucking garbage. Don't matter what color you are. I don't yep. give it what color you are. If you are terrible, if you are bad, if you're not that good and you can't cut a goddamn promo, I'm going to tell you that you can't cut a goddamn promo. I'm exactly. going to tell you and fucking wrestle. Just like Nikki Cross, exactly. No! <laughs> <laughs> on her own. What's the thing of it is she's making it work. <laughs> hey, Rick, you've even said it too, that she needs to go back to the crazy Nikki. Yeah. Hey, to go back to that crazy no yeah and the problem i had with it was shortly after that match where she was like yeah opportunity it's like oh nikki that i know that's that's the nikki you hate i understand that (laughs) but for some reason people are gravitating to that because they think it's cute yeah and but it's not (laughs) (laughs) but anyway though this whole thing with the hashtag it's it's Come on, man. No, no. You guys... Listen, Tony, if somebody... The one thing I do have to say that I agree with Naomi and and what they're doing is if someone creates a hashtag and it goes viral, you run with it, you know? Yeah. So so I'm not mad at them for putting her in that spot. Yeah, of course. 
Well, we'll talk more about it when we go over uh, SmackDown, but I did yeah. find it with uh, John Morrison. Oh, my God. That was yes. hilarious what he was doing. <laughs> doing <laughs> <the show. laughs> like, we'll go over that. Smackdown. Let's go over the set of rumors, Tony. All right, rumors. I got a bunch of them, so just bear with me. Uh, we'll, we'll do the... Uh, yeah, we'll do this one. Uh, Rey Mysterio met with WWE yesterday. Or, no, this was Wednesday. Uh, and discuss, uh, in discussions of major developments in his contract, Ray is said to be sticking to his request to have a pay raise. Uh, given the, 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 <laughs> the frame of his eyeball popping out, uh, should he have this pay raise? Or was it a smart move by WWE to do this whole you lost your right gimmick and now Ray's going to have to run with that gimmick even if he doesn't re-sign with WWE? Yeah, I mean, that. I've been complaining for weeks about Rey Mysterio. About, yeah. Um, but Rey Mysterio, though, he did win our tournament. Yes, he did win our mask versus face paint tournament on Wrestling POV Quarantine this week. Check it out on our Facebook page. Um, a 32-man tournament. It was sick. Um, as sickening as Rey Mysterio's eye being popped out. Um, but with I mean, that being said... <laughs> I don't want to see Rey Mysterio on my TV anymore. No. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm over it. Um, I don't think he has it anymore. I don't think he has uh, the oomph that he once had. And who, other than to push his son, I don't see a reason for him to be in WWE. And honestly, you know what? You worked without a contract for us. Thanks. But no thanks. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. When, when you're working with a conglomerate like the WWE, you, you can't expect like me to be on your side on things. You, you went and you worked without a contract. You should have never worked without a contract because now you put yourself in this position where they can say, peace out, Cub Scout. And I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, you know where he's going. <laughs> and I'm not going to shoot the fanboys now. Oh, yeah. But here's the deal with Ray, though. I kind of agree with you, Rick, but he's like Jeff Hardy. He needs the crowd in order for his promos to be to work. (laughs) Seriously. So obviously with the whole eye popping out, spoiler alert, um, keeping him out for a a while, then it should work. To the, his benefit, because then when he does come back, hopefully there is a crowd. I mean, he, he could do a, a pirate gimmick. Raves. I tried. Now, speaking, staying with the subject of the whole eye-popping thing, uh, the WWE did film a version, uh, Extreme Rules, uh, for the eye versus eye match that used prosthetic makeup. To show Ray Mysterio's eye actually popping out. Oh, man hated it, so it wasn't used. Yeah, I mean, like when we go over Extreme Rules, I'll tell you guys what I think about this match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now the plan is for Oscar versus Baszler, for Shayna Baszler at SummerSlam as of right now. Um, so that kind of tells you who's going to win next week's. Uh, <laughs> So I'll just spoil it for y'all. Uh, also, Chris Jericho says the plan for Anderson and Gallows to be in AEW was to have them in the inner circle. That would have been a lot better than what they got now. 
Really? Yeah. I, I, Sammy Guevara, I don't like. Jay Kager, I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm with LAX for sure, but uh, Jay Kager and Sammy Guevara don't belong there. I'm sorry. They don't. They don't. Uh, I, 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 I think Sammy does, but Jake Hager doesn't. He's something off. He's not. He's not a character. No. no. Sensitive. He just really isn't a character. He just stands there. And he's so boring in this in the ring. But not only that, it's just he he's trying too hard to fit in. It looks like <laughs> it's not working. It's not working. Um. All right. So this one's a big one. So just bear with me. WWE has reportedly had plans for a revamped version of the Nation of Domination, but the direction may have been mixed. Last on Raw saw the Hurt Business lose a six-man match to Mustafa Ali, spoiler alert, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, or Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, the Hurt Business is the new name for the stable with MVP Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, WWE recently had an idea where there was going to be revamping of the Nation of Domination stable and that WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Ron Simmons, was supposed to be part of that angle. While Simmons appeared a brief uh, backstage segment with MVP, and lastly on Raw, it was noted that a bigger angle was dropped for this week's show. Wow. Uh, that's um, What do you guys I mean, think from this? Just be original. Let's stop, stay out of the 90s. Stop revamping things. Stop, like, with movies and TV shows. We're getting the re... Oh, we're going to remake Lion King. Well, we've seen Lion King. We're going to remake a lot. We've seen a lot. We're going to stop <laughs> remaking things. Make new exactly. things. Exactly. You know what? Nation of Domination, it was great. We don't need a new Nation of Domination. Because when we go to the Hall of Fame, which Nation of Domination is going to get inducted? And here's my take on it. What, what Rick just said, leave leave the past in the past. Nation domination was in the 90s, leave it in the 90s. Because, okay, fans are always complaining how they want the Attitude Era back. You, you can't handle all the way you see today. How are you going to handle the Attitude Era in 2020? That's true. That is true. I can handle it, but... I mean, I can handle it because I, I grew up watching that era but the fans of today no 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 no. but i do like the name the hurt business though yeah it's not bad that's pretty good for me spare spare the beat down clan (laughs) yes because they had an impact yeah yeah all right so now the uh ratings uh aew defeats nxt this week with an 845 to NXT 615. So, a little bit of a larger margin. And so, what'd you say? AEW hit a million. Million A-W viewers. AEW hit a million. Rick is talking to the most. The, the, the young <laughs> Wow, Rick is a small but I did hear what you said. All right, so now. <laughs> All right, Rick, let's go into the injury. They got to a million. You say. <laughs> All right. Jerry Allen. Woo, I can cuss, man. Talk about whiplash. This mofo's going to bounce off that rope so hard. Yeah, man. When he got attacked, uh, was it Ricky Stark? Yeah. 
Yeah, he hit him in the back of the head, and his head just bounced off the rope and just got concussion. He's like, it's not the first time. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to call him fragile because clearly that's on Ricky Stark, the way he pushed him. Whenever you push somebody, when you go lower back, which I feel like that's where he hit him, you're causing the person's neck to snap back, and then they're automatically going to go forward, which is whiplash. And uh, the ropes were right there. So he just hit the rope and uh, got concussed. So uh, I don't know if we're going to see Darby Allen for a couple of weeks, a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. After he just, you just made his return. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all we got uh, for injuries. So hopefully Darby gets uh, unconcussed. <laughs> It gets better. I, I'm curious to see how they're going to write him off. Yeah. Uh, they, curious to see with that. All right, so now let's go into our hot tag news of the week. Uh, as we said earlier, it's a Who's Marty, and this week's hot tag is a Who's Marty between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Bruh. Clay Cummings, our fan of the year from last year, uh, hit me up with this and was like, you got to do this for Who's Marty. <laughs> And, and, and you know what I had to say? I said, why are you doing this to me? Why you got to go and make this difficult? Because this is a hard one. And this is why it's the hot tag news, because people had a lot to say about this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm going to kick it to you, Elio, right away. Okay. Who is the Marty of Sasha Banks and Bailey, and why? Neither. They're both Sean. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean. I'm going to I'm gonna say Sasha because Bailey. okay, for the longest time she was the hugger gimmick in NXT. Then she made her way to the main roster. And she eventually been reinvented herself into what we're seeing today, the heel Bailey. Sasha Banks is still going with this whole legit boss thing. Right. That she's been doing from the beginning, from her days in NXT. So for that reason, I'm going to go say Sasha Banks is a Marty. Wow. Sasha Banks. I mean, listen, this is tough for me because for the last month or two, I, I feel like I've been sticking up for Sasha Banks a lot more than I normally did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like she's not getting respect that she absolutely deserves. You know, everybody's jumping on Becky Lynch. And, and, and to be fair, I was one of those people that was pushing for Becky to get a bigger push that she deserved it. Right. Um, but let's be honest. Becky wasn't that great when she was a face. Uh, when she turned heel and became the man, she got a big push and she ran with it. And I think she did a great job. But she didn't change anything about her wrestling ability. She stayed the same. Her character changed. And you know what? And I'm going to say this. And I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a great character. Was he a great wrestler? Hell no. Yep, I said it. So in a, in a, in, a, in that aspect, Becky Lynch is the Stone Cold of the era. Um, but I don't think. And when it comes down to the four horsewomen, she's on the bottom, in my opinion. Um, Charlotte Flair is one of the best women's wrestlers we ever seen. One of the best women's champions. Sasha when it comes. Yeah, when it comes to Sasha and Bailey, whew, um, I love Bailey. Bailey, the hugger gimmick was super over. When she became a heel, it was not over. You know, it took her a while. It took her, I think, the last month or two is when she really got into it. Sasha Banks has always been great. You know, she is one of those people, and her and Bailey is like they're so close. It's so hard to judge. 
on who is who is more ahead of the other. Sasha Banks is a four-time champ, but she didn't hold the title. Is that her fault? No. Is she injury prone? Yes. Has she had great matches? Yes. Has she had, has Bailey had great matches? Yes. It's so hard. It's so difficult. <laughs> if I have to say, oh, I want to say Sasha Banks is the Shawn Michaels and Bailey is the Marty. Mm. And then I want to say, if I have to say, if you twist my arm to say, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Sasha is the Marty by like 0.1%. Wow. All right, so yeah. My uh, thoughts on this. J.R. Rogers, he said neither. So he didn't even answer the damn question. Scott Shaw said Banks is absolutely woeful. Whoa. Whoa. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, Bailey is definitely the APK of the pair. Uh, Ryan Paludu, he said, Sasha. Rodney Perkins said, Marty. And then Felix Brown's I-C-Y-M-I. What's that mean? <laughs> he said, I-C-Y-M-I. Oh, in case, in you, case missed you missed it. Oh, okay. You guys are on point. Oh, no. You're on point. Oh, yeah. Not you. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, he just went on to explain it. Right. Uh, Colton Moore, he said, neither. Laugh out loud. They've both been women's champion. Laugh out loud. So let me answer the question. Billy said, both made their names before tag team title. Don't think this applies. Yeah, th- those are the douchebag comments yeah, that please. you're reading. <laughs> John Daniels said, both sucks. <laughs> You really just don't like to answer the questions, do they? <laughs> facts. They are sucks. Uh, facts. You need a dictionary. Um, uh, Felix H. Brown III. Oh. Ooh, my cousin. She said, they're both the Marty Janetti. Not my cousin. <laughs> he said, they've already died through the barbershop window to escape Becky Lynch and Charlotte in the ultimate act of cowardice. What? That is, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm the only one that sees that Bailey and Sasha together are better than Charlotte and Becky together. I feel like the scale tips in their favor. Yes, yo. I agree with that. Richie Vanfiddle, he says Sasha and Bailey can win a title and can actually hold on to it for more than a minute. Jesus. <laughs> That's just wrong, man. <laughs> Jesus. Sean Kelly says, in order for one to be Marty, one would have to be good enough to be HBK. In this case, you've got, you have Bacha. Oh, I'm trying to say Sasha. Yeah. He screws up constantly, and Bailey is just dull. Therefore, you either say both are Marty or neither one is. To be honest, Marty, when he was in Rockers, was a far better than either one of these two. That that's so <laughs> yo, that's so blasphemous. Because <laughs> listen, Marty was good for the Rockers. He was. Mm-hmm. But what did he do after the Rockers? Nothing. Nothing. Alright? So let's not let, let, let's not yeah, very creepy and a drug addict. Let's not forget like don't get me started on Marty Janetti. Like let's not fucking act like Marty Janetti was a fucking cat's meow. He was mm-hmm. good in the Rockers. Shawn Michaels fucking rose to the occasion, and Marty didn't. Marty stood as Marty. He never evolved. 
And say what you will about Sasha. Like I know Elio said that Sasha has been the boss, but when you are the boss, when you are when you're that character and you can maintain it, and you, you, sometimes you don't need to change your character. Bailey needed to change her character because she was getting stale. But Marty Jannetty, listen, all you fucking fanboys, and these are the WWE fucking, oh, Marty Jannetty. Fuck Marty Jannetty. And I'm saying that to his fucking face. Fuck Marty Jannetty, guys. You guys have to understand that Marty is an insult. It is an insult to be the Marty of a fucking team. And have I had to choose an option that wasn't Marty? I would say no. Sasha Banks and Bailey aren't Marty. They're fucking better than Marty. But that's not how we play this game. You have to pick. Is it a Marty or is it not a Marty? That's how the game is played. That's why I wanted to go with neither because they're both Sean. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Elliot. <laughs> now, this one's going to piss you off. Tony Carullo said Marty was really good. To heck with this comparison. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, uh, Tori said uh, Sasha's the HBK of the women's division. Dennis Oliver said pathetic. Ann Ferguson said Bailey. Uh, Armando, oops, sorry. Armando Romero said neither. Eric Greenleaf said if I had to pick Bailey, but kind of a stupid comparison. Marty was really good, just never had a chance because HBK went to be went to the moon. So but, what does that mean? He didn't have a chance. Exactly. But neither are Marty, and neither are HBK. Sasha's better though. So you kind of still answer. You the answer the question. You so just. Ugh. Matt Novak said Sasha. Bailey has evolved and changed her gimmick like HBK did. Sasha is still claiming it's boss time. I agree with Matt 1,000%. Okay. And I'll tell you why before I read the rest of these, and then we're going to go on to the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Now, Sasha, and I'll tell you this, was her character was slowly dying out as a babyface. Yes. Then she went back and started saying, all right, you know what? I need to do boss time again. For me, it's still flatlining. It hasn't gone up at all. It hasn't. Bailey, you're absolutely right. Her character as a babyface, okay, was not, it, it was starting to die out. It was starting to get stale. So what did they do? They tried to change it up, which I liked in the beginning, but then she went into like the emo heel and it wasn't working, and I've said that many times on the show. But for some odd reason, with her and, and Sasha, in comparison, she is standing out more than Sasha is, in my opinion. Sasha, it looks for me, it looks like Sasha is following the coattails of Bailey. If Bailey says something funny, if you notice, Sasha has to say something funny. And it's never Sasha saying something funny and then Bailey saying something funny. Sasha is outshining Bailey right uh Bailey is outshining Sasha right now, in my opinion. She's yeah. got a lot better with the change. It took her a little bit. I'm not gonna deny that, but it she's taking this ball and she's running with it. They're both together are doing a good job with it, but I think, in my opinion, Bailey's outshining uh Sasha right now because this is a whole new thing for Bailey. Whereas Sasha, she's bringing back boss time and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, we heard this before. That's how now, let me ask you this. Do you think that Sasha is pulling back because of this story in which she's supposed to turn turn on or Bailey's supposed to turn on her? No, I don't think so. Because if you look at how Sasha is, being, is reacting, she's still doing the same thing. 
Yeah. She looks like she's almost lost in the shuffle, almost, trying to keep up with how Bailey's doing her gimmick. Yeah. That's how I see it. And I, I, I seriously think right now it looks like Bailey's outshining Sasha. Yeah. And because, it, it, like I said, looking at it, it does look like Sasha's trying to catch up or Sasha's trying to change it up a little bit. But it's not working because how many times have we heard boss time in the last three weeks? Yeah. They're trying to still make her relevant with the boss. She is the, bo- the boss. The boss, this boss, that. Oh my gosh, she used the four rings of boss or whatever the fuck they call that shit. It's not working. Yeah. Because it's the same shit that we've been hearing. Um, all right, Josh Sanders says, Y'all read my mind with this pick. Sasha in the tag team is the party. <laughs> but outside of this tag team, she is legit. These two deep down, I feel like can't wait for this to turn into Bailey versus Banks. Uh, WrestleMania moment. Gold Prince Moyo. Wow. Holy <laughs> shit. That's his name. Gold. His name is Gold. <laughs> That's a gold name. Prince. His last name is Moyo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with a last name like Moyo, you got to have the gold and the prince. In- <laughs> oh, he was a man of few words, though, because he's just said banks. <laughs> wow. Delgado Austin said Sasha. She's lost a lot. She has. Oh, there you go. You know, it, it's tough. Before we you know, it, it's one of those things, man, where it, this is far, this was the hardest one. And you know what? Because this was so difficult, I am going to uh, give the hater comment of the week to Clay Cummings for coming up with this one. <laughs> um, you know what, uh, Clay Cummings? You are the hater comment of the week, and the hater comment of the week is brought to you by the biggest hater I know, Kenny Casanova. Uh, go to WOHW.com. Purchase a book today. He's written books for Dangerous Danny Davis, Sabu, Vader, Kamala, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and more. Just go to WOHW.com. Purchase a book today. Purchase a demolition coloring book or Mick Foley's uh, – je- Cactus Jack and the Beanstalk or Jack and Jill, whatever it is. <laughs> go, go to WOHW.com and purchase a book today. And I tell you, he loves the fact that we named this this uh, title after him. He loves it. He just He's loves a fucking it. hater. Um, but yeah, and, and speaking of Clay Cummings, his wife is due any day now. So yep. name name the kid after me, the greatest recipe will be champion of all time. Uh, yeah, if it's a boy, you can name it Rick. If it's a girl, you can name it Ricky. I mean, <laughs> come on. And speaking of babies, Matt Novak is on baby number 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just announced on Facebook that his wife is pregnant again. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, you know, in quarantine, you know, it just it gets hot and heavy. Um, yeah, apparently so. Um, so uh, that's why we haven't heard from Matt Novak in a while. Yeah, getting getting busy. Um, is forming his own basketball team. <laughs> speaking of extreme rules, <laughs> let's get into it. Jesus Christ! All right, uh, I'll start it off. Extreme rules pay per view for me. The best match of the night, and y'all gonna be shocked with this one was the New Day versus Shinsuke and Cesaro. I really like this match. I gave it a three. And, you know, as much as I, I get on Kofi Kingston a lot, I have to tip my hat off to him for taking that nasty bump. On, uh, yeah. I, got, I, I was like, damn, all right, you know what? I applaud you for that. 
but I did. I gave it a three. Uh, the worst. And I hate it, honestly. And I hated to do this, but I had to because uh, the simple fact that I looked at this match from a wrestler's point of view was Asuka versus Sasha Banks. I gave it a one. It should have been lower, in my opinion, but I gave it a one because of the simple fact that this whole match was sloppy. A lot of mistakes were happening. Sasha busted her ass trying to jump off the second rope. And she um, not her fault. I'm not saying that it is. It really wasn't her fault. Uh, you can tell it, it just slipped. It happens. Um, I think the way they were doing this match, Sasha was trying to make this the best match ever. Yep. And failed miserably because it seemed like she was trying to remember her spots. Asuka, in the other hand, I, honestly, she was the one carrying this match. If you look at it closely, she is the one carrying this match. Because even after she slipped and fell, Oscar ran over to her and told her what the next six or seven spots were going to be. And Sasha was just like, fuck. And this match, I hate to say it this way, but looking at it and reading everything and you know seeing what everything was going through in this match, Sasha was, uh, not Sasha, but Oscar was the one trying to control this match. Sasha, for some odd reason... Could not catch up, could not remember, was doing it sloppy. She was rushing it, and it just it just didn't do good at all. Uh, overall, because I know there's other ones in this match, but, you know, there's three of us today. But overall, I did give this pay-per-view a 2.17. Wasn't, okay. that, wasn't that bad. The one that I gave for the championship, the Raw Women's, was the only one. Everything else was two and above. Wow. Um, for me... The highest point, and this is going to shock a lot of people, was Kevin Owens defeating Buddy Murphy. He oh, had wow. a three. I honestly, that was on the pre-show. I thought it was the best match of the night. Um, wow. I mean, anybody can, when, I don't know what it is about Kevin Owens. When he's on a pay-per-view, he turns it on. He does. He, turn- he turns it on for pay-per-views. And I honestly, this was my favorite match of the night. Wow. My lowest points on the match of the night was Sasha defeating Asuka. I gave that a one as well. Um, very sloppy. The ending was trash. And I'll tell you what, I gave another one to Seth defeating Rey Mysterio. I gave that a one. Um, I didn't like that match. That match, it, was, that match could have been great with if it had not had that ridiculous stipulation attached. Yeah, to that it. that stipulation was garbage. Um, I'm sorry, oh. you're a PG show and you got guys literally trying to stab their eyes out. Like, they got a corkscrew, they got broken pieces of wood trying to inject somebody's eye out with a foreign object. By the way, you know know the object of this match, you know the only way to win the six strike your opponent's eye from its socket, right? (laughs) Because they didn't beat us over the head with that. Oh my god. (laughs) Yo, Elio's funny, bro. Uh, But yeah, that's exactly what it was, like. They just kept saying the same shit over and over and over again. It, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Not I, to mention Seth's mouth. Nah, I, I know, right? Now, nah, and, and then of course Jim, Jim Morrison, John Morrison taking his hand for that. That was yes. Like, now I will say this, though I do agree that the, the stipulation of the match was garbage, but the match itself was not bad. I gave it a two and a half. This match was actually pretty good. Just hated the stipulation. Hated the yeah. end. It was hot trash. I could I couldn't I couldn't get into it. 
Overall, I gave Extreme Rules a 2.4. Oh, wow. Tonight. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, what do you mean? Yeah, I, you know, the, I have to say, the Drew and Dolph match, I gave it a 2. But that finish, yo, that, that Claymore from the super kick was that match a two awesome. I gave it a two also. Yeah. Um, All right. What was your highs and lows of Extreme Rules? Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, the, the high the high was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura in uh, Cesaro versus New Day. All right, all right, yeah. That was a good match. And, and what was the worst worst part of the show for you? Uh, as intriguing as uh, this was, I'm gonna go with the swamp fight because a lot of it what? was just yeah. What? No, no, you gotta explain yourself, Elio. Why was it? Why? Because you know, before you explain yourself, I do gotta throw this out there. I thought it was really cool the fact that they threw in Alexa Bliss in this to play kind of like a Sister Abigail thing and playing against Braun's weakness because they're they're really dating, aren't they? Or no? That was rumored. I don't know if it's true or not. But, but either uh, way, I mean, they still played off of it when they did the the, the mixed tag challenge. Yeah. And so that was I thought that was pretty cool. And then of course the ending when um uh, when the fiend came out, I thought that was pretty neat. No, that, the ending was, uh, I like the ending. Yeah, but everybody was wondering who the guy was that was on fire. Uh, he was actually just a stuntman that they hired that day. Yeah. <laughs> that's all That's all he was. All right, no, so, I'm saying, so some parts were good. Uh, other parts, like the likes of this, I liked, I liked the, the ending I liked. Just like uh, some of the parts in the middle. <laughs> what about the snake biting Braun, man? <laughs> All right, Elio. All right. <laughs> what? I think that's the parts he's talking about that were bad. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, talking about this, you know, the the little promo spot. Yeah. I mean, with that match, I gave it a two point five. Really. That you, you just you were breaking up a little bit, Rick, but I got what you said that you gave it a 2.5. I gave this. Yeah, yeah it's not. It wasn't bad. It was, bad. Like I said, it got, it got some. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any any other thoughts before we take a pause? Actually, else? the actually uh, there's a. I said the small fight, oh. but there's there's a one even more than that that I didn't like the Sasha Oscar at the end. When did Bailey find time to get a referee's license? She took it off the ref. No, I know, but when when did she find time to get a referee's license? I didn't know if she was an official. <laughs> well, you know, I heard because of that, um, uh, like that was Vince's call to make it controversial. And that way they can redo the whole thing for Monday Night Raw to just to try to boost up Raw great. Oh. Yeah, that's why they did that ending that way. Um, yeah, no, it was just, it was terrible. It was terrible. Like, even, like, I, honestly, I was looking forward to see the Green Mist, and, and we did get it. I thought we wasn't going to see it for a while, but uh, we did. We ended up seeing it, and I thought that was pretty cool. It, it was used up against the ref. That was pretty cool, but uh, yeah, that match was—it was just terrible. It was bad. And then it, we just had this conversation about who's the who's the Marty of the group. And then judging by this match, for sure, it's like for me, it is Sasha. 
if it was Bailey, which she did have a match against Nikki Cross. What did, you know what? I'm curious, Rick. What did you? Um, I gave it a two. So did I. Gave I. It a two. You're looking at <laughs> You see, you know, um, I, I'm not saying just because of this is the reason why uh, Sasha is the Marty of the group, but comparison, as this was a spotlight that Sasha should be comfortable with because she's been in it before. Uh, it just happens this one is without a crowd. Um, yeah. But to me, I just, I, she failed miserably. Sorry to have it pointed out that way. Sorry. Uh, all right. You know what? Let's take a uh, quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to go over this week in wrestling. This is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, former WWE superstar, one half of the illest tag team ever, Crime Time. Make sure everyone else, I want you guys to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys and girls is killing it, man. Keep doing your thing. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Go to CollarNoblebrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Help out your local indie wrestlers and help out the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Wrestling POV Podcast and Wrestling POV Global. Also, speaking of Wrestling POV Global and Wrestling POV Podcast, go to ProWrestlingTees.com and... Whoa, I'm bashing this. I'm bashing it, Elio. You know, you're there you go. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Saw the struggle, Rick. I saw the struggle, and I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh, is he gonna? Is he? He did." I got the fat tongue. Uh, go yeah. ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/WrestlingPOV. Get yourself a shirt today for $19.99, including a Wrestling POV Global T-shirt that we have now available. Um, it's not easy doing podcasts. We also have Wrestling POV Quarantine. Um, you don't want to miss out on these great opportunities for $19.99, uh, plus uh, shipping and handling. You help out the Wrestling POV Podcast and Wrestling POV Global Podcast continue to yeah. grow. By helping us, by helping you, helping us. And that's all I have to say. On to This Week in Wrestling. All right. We're going to go right into Raw Nips. Uh, the highest point for me was the Street Profits versus Garza and Andrade. For me, it's like these these teams, these two teams, when they get together, boy, they can really throw up a, a wrestling match. I, you know, honestly, I think in front of a crowd, I think these guys can even top what they do without a crowd, uh, especially in a pay-per-view. Uh, but I, I gave it a three. I gave Raw was a lot of 2.5s. Uh, the lowest, though, was Seth's promo in the beginning. I gave it a one. I did not care about it. And honestly, even the match afterwards, Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins, I gave it a one and a half. Just wow. went into it. I really wasn't. And, I, and I'm an Alistair Black fan. Um, is, it, is it just me or is Alistair Black uh, fallen somewhat? Yeah. Oh, little, yeah. Because yeah. he's siding with Rey Mysterio for no reason. Nope. <laughs> there was no reason for this. Uh, I did like the MVP promo with. Uh, it wasn't that bad, but there was a lot of things that happened from Raw that I was just like, okay, it wasn't that bad. Mustafa Ali coming back, joining Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. By the way, Dumb and Dumber was 1994, not 2006, Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that, that was a movie nerd in me coming out. I mean, the thing is, that, like, Tony was saying that the that that promo was good. 
I mean, MVP was using garbage and chump, and then Ricochet <laughs> was using Dumb and Dumber. It's I didn't like MVP's promo was good. I just think that promo segment was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, chump, garbage. But um, let me. Elio's here now. What do you think of the new, the new uh, U.S. title? You, you like it or no? I like it. Yeah. I like it better than the other one. Yep. I like it a lot better than the other one. Very flashy. Very flashy. Um, and then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, the Hurt Business uh, looks like it's forming between uh, MVP, Lashley, and uh, Shelton Benhoney. Uh, we'll see where they go with that. I'm, inter- I'm honestly interested to see what, uh, where they go. Uh, overall, I gave Raw a 2.19 this week. Wow. Elio, what, what was your highs and lows of Monday Night Raw this week? Uh, I like the Street Profits uh, and Angel Garza Andrade match. That was my high point for this week. And your lowest? Uh, lowest was that Seth Rollins promo at the beginning. Seth Rollins. You know, <laughs> I didn't hate it, and it wasn't the worst thing. The worst part of that segment was the crowd. They, yeah. th- these NXT guys need to get it together. Like they don't know what they're saying. But they're, at the same time, they're being told to say this. Or to I know. Say but some, there was one guy in particular. You did that to Ray. Yeah. Bro, you. It's like, yo, bro, <laughs> shut up, bro. No one even but sees you. I do got a trick, and I blame this on you, 100%. You need more than that. 110%. I, <laughs> I'll even go even further than that and go 150%. I blame Seth Rollins' promos on you. Uh-oh. It, it's true. Because he does this imitation of Seth Rollins that I can't get out of my fucking head. So every time I see Seth Rollins' promo, I think of Rick doing it. Yeah, my name is Seth Rollins. I'm the Monday Night Messiah. I cannot take Seth Rollins fucking serious anymore. I mean, you can't take him serious with his man bun either, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was going to put that in the book this week. Yeah, you were. That's why I brought it up. There you, yeah, well, you know what? It's going in the book. There we go. All so, right. Seth Rollins man bun, you just made the book. <laughs> but my highest point, and you are you ready to have your fucking shit blow out your ass? Because that's exactly <laughs> That's what's about to happen. Shit's about to hit the fan. My highest point was a 3.5 on Monday Night Raw. And it was the Randy Orton defeating Big Show match. Are you serious? I am dead serious. First of all, this episode of Monday Night Raw, the Big Show's promo before this match, one of his best promos he's ever done. About Mm. the whole Tiger thing and the old Tiger got still. I was just like, you know what? I'm feeling this Big Show. And you know it. I've been sitting on Big Show for a long time. Big Show delivered in this match. Randy Orton delivered in this match. And this match's storytelling was finger-licking good. It was A1 (laughs) steak sauce. I gave it a 3.5. My lowest point of the night was this disgustingly bad Hurt Business promo. I'm sorry. When you (laughs) use words like garbage and chump, is equivalent to Taz saying asshole and shit. It's just like that you gotta find the middle ground. You gotta find the je ne sais quoi, the fucking words what? to use when cutting a promo. 
And when you call somebody a chump or garbage, it is garbage. It's not good. Um, and one step ahead of that was the match, the Hurt Business versus Ali, Ricochet, and Cedric. I gave that a 1.5 because, again, why is the Hurt Business losing? Why? They just formed. Why are, you, why are they losing? I know Ali's returning, but Ali didn't even say anything in his return. Oh. Overall, though, I gave Raw a two stars this week. So oh. not too bad. Next up on the on the board, we have NXT, POV, Mamma Mia. And, oh, boy, was NXT anything but its normal self this week, in my opinion. We started off with uh, Keith Lee relinquishing the North American title. All right. All right. Um, low, <laughs> I'm going to just start off with the low points because but, the low points. You know points, what, though? Honestly, not to cut you off, Rick, I think they did that to protect Keith Lee. From having two belts. Absolutely. No, I agree with it. I just didn't like. At the same time, they still could have did it in a way where they had a triple threat match for the North American title. And his shoulders does not get pinned. Yep. And it's going to protect him that way, too. I think, honestly, and, and this is just my opinion, that when they relinquish it like that in this case, it, I think it made Keith Lee weak. Oh, it did. Yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. It just makes doesn't make him look good. Um. My my lowest points, and I'm gonna start with the low points because there was a couple of them. Uh, Dexter <laughs> Loomis defeating Killian Dane. I gave that a one. I am not behind this Loomis character. Um, no? Killian Dane was looking like he was wearing a g-string at one point when he took his tank top and put it down. I'm like, what are you doing, Rikishi? Um, <laughs> did, did not like this match. And equivalent to that was Isaiah Scott Swerve's promo. What are we doing? You Listen, I am sorry. You guys want to talk about racism in wrestling? This is the problem that I have with it. Every black guy doesn't need to be a singer or a dancer. Why are you mixing this in with his wrestling career? I'm already not a big fan of Swerve Scott. But you, you're now incorporating, oh, I like to sing rap and I like to dance. Are you R Truth 2.0? Are you Rich Swan 3.0? Are you R Truth 4.0? We've had this already. Why are we recycling this bullshit? The high point for me uh, was Shoxy Blackheart defeating Aaliyah, gave that a 2.5. Uh, Reed defeating Gargano and Strong, gave that a 2.5. And Thatcher defeating Lorcan, gave that a 2.5. Um, I am behind 1,000% Robert Stone signing uh, Mercedes Martinez. So that was great. Um, overall, though, I gave NXT this week a 1.85. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah, take over with your highs and lows of NXT. Okay, so my, uh, uh, my uh, lows of, of course, the current team that should be mismatch, and, uh, I don't know, the Brizango and, um, Ever rise. <laughs> that was bad. It was. <laughs> My highs are uh, the Fussy Blackheart uh, Aaliyah match and the Timothy Thatcher, Willie Larkin, and Bronson Reed the triple threat match. Yeah. Uh, notice how none of us mentioned Karrion Cross defeating Dijakovic. You didn't give me a chance. I, well, <laughs> no, I don't, because you, I know you wanted to bring it up, but notice how it is not our high. It is not our low. So go ahead, Tony. 
Well, for me, like I said, my highest point was carrying Cross versus Dijakovic. Um, not only that, not not just because of the match, but because of the storytelling in the match. Granted, Dijakovic, he's a terrible actor. Oh my God, that's why Tony. No. Go, no. I, I got this. <laughs> As he's getting punched in the face. Yeah. I got it. I got this. Bro, you're not Opie from Sons of Anarchy. Just, no, that was terrible. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But the storytelling behind it all. I mean, Keith Lee didn't make it any better anyways, but still of the fact that he was there. And I tell you, the reason why I gave this a three is because Karen Cross and Scarlett, their facial expressions, they tell a story with just that. Man, I'm a huge Karrion Cross mark. That's why I gave it a three. I don't give a shit. But <laughs> it was a good match because it, it, the only thing I just don't like is is that they showed a little bit of a weakness with Karrion Cross. He shouldn't have a weakness right now. Yeah. Right now. Um, and in my opinion, I think this is too early for him to go up for the title against Keith Lee. Because and it's like, okay, you're trying to protect Keith Lee and make him a top star of NXT, but then you got Karrion Cross who's been just killing it lately. How you, uh, There's ways to get out of it. I understand that. Uh, DQ, uh, interference, something to protect both of them. But I just think this is too quick for him to be in this title picture unless you're going to give him the belt. Um, but I, did, I, I dug it. I dug it. Um, a lot of it's the same thing like what you said, Rick. The other three that I did give was the Bronson Reed versus Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano. That was another match, too, and I gave it a three. Um, that's another match where they were telling a story, and I was shocked at the ending because Bronson Reed won. Yep. I appreciated that a lot, so that's why I gave it a three. But the rest of the show, it was hurting. A lot of ones I gave it. And because of that, damaged a lot of the rating for the, the final rating for NXT. But guess what? Raw was a 2.19. NXT was a 2.19. Wow. Yes. Wow. I was, Jesus. How do I? And lately it's been like that for me where it's off by like a point or two. Yep. Well, I, I, for me, carrying across needs to be a finisher. That cross jacket shit is not working. Yes. It doesn't work. Like, you're not going to put Keith Lee to sleep with a cross jacket. Do a fucking finisher. Um, let's go into AEW Dynamite. Um, Don't be mad. Yeah. Well, we got Elio here now, right? <laughs> All right. The highest point for me for AEW, and I'm going to say it, man. Cody defeating Eddie Kingston, 3.5. This was a great match. Eddie Kingston, I'm not the biggest Eddie Kingston fan, but his promo in the beginning was really good. Really dug it. He went, yeah, he went hardcore. He got the thumbtacks. He did all that stuff. I thought it was really good. My lowest point was Taz promo. I mean, I gave that a one. Um, and also Paige defeating five. Gave that a one. <laughs> Why is that match going longer than what it did? It's Adam Page. That was terrible. I, I don't get it. I, I gave that a one. And you know what, Tony? I'm putting something back in the book. Uh-oh. I'm putting Kenny Omega shorts 
back in the book. Why? Because he looks ridiculous. Put your fucking gear on. Do something different, bro. You look, yo, Kenny Omega's getting on my shit list, man. He is slowly falling down the toilet, and all I need to do is fucking flush it, and he's done. Kenny Omega shorts. You just made the book again. Um, any other honorable mentions? Let me see. Uh, MJF. I gave that a 1.5. I, I'm sorry, man. I don't see why people say he's the best heel in the business. He's not. I don't like him. I don't like the way he talks. I'm just not about yeah. it. Um, Inner Circle at the end, they gave that a 1.5 to be in Jurassic Express. I wasn't behind it. Sammy Guevara returning. Don't get me started on that. It's way too early for him to be back. His suspension was like, what, a month? Like, he should have been away for a while. Um, let's not get started on that. Well, let's get started on it. Why do you? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, why do you feel that way? Um, there's no way that he went to a support group or went to any kind of meetings in a month and was able to get fixed from saying that he was going to rape somebody. I'm right. sorry. I, uh, I agree with you, but um, even with him uh, showing that he came back, you know, it's still his character, though, to be no, yeah. pompous and... No, I'm good. But then we, we did say if he came back, he needed to be away from the inner circle and he had to change up who he was. And he didn't do any of that. So um, I, I blame Tony Khan on that. I think Tony Khan conned us all um, in making us believe that he was actually going to do something. And to, in my opinion, I didn't feel like Sammy Guevara didn't even go to any fucking meetings. That's why I'm looking at it. I think he got a month vacation. I, I think he got paid. I mean, like, I really feel like the, the wool was pulled over our eyes. Mm. Overall, I gave AEW this week a 1.87. Wow. Elio. Hey, so my uh, highs are Cody and Eddie Kingston. I like the, the Young Bucks and, and the Butcher and the Blade. And my low my lows are MJF and uh, his match and a Hangman Patient in five. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that one. Because I agree with all of y'all with the Cody versus Eddie Kingston. That was the highlight of the show. I gave it a three. Did um, you hear who, is, who uh, Cody's challenger is for next week? Who? It's uh, some independent uh, wrestler named War, War Horse. Yeah, War? They've, been, oh, yeah they've, been, they've been pushing War Horse for a while for that. Yeah, um, yeah actually a friend of mine, uh, actually everybody should know who he is in ECW. Uh, he was an ECW extreme official, H.C. Lope. Um, he posted, because uh, Cody posted a picture of, uh, I, I think it was Dusty Rhodes, I want to say, versus somebody. I forgot who it was, but H.C. Loke was repping at that time, and he was dead smack in the middle of that picture. So Cody was saying that, you know, this is the next challenge or whatever. So, of course, H.C. Loke tried to put his name in it, said, uh, at Cody Rhodes, I accept the challenge. <laughs> of course, a lot of fans are like, "Who? Who is this guy?" Yeah, he's he's pushing himself hardcore to to go up against Cody Rhodes, uh, and I don't know why he's doing it, but you know, it, hey, to each his own. Um, he he was saying also he put in there that at Cody Rhodes that he did wrestle against Goldust and all this other stuff, so he's trying to put his name out there. But uh, hey, it is it is what it is. Uh, but no, the highest point I gave was. Eddie Kingston versus Cody. That was a really, really good match. And, you know, again, I tip my hat off to Cody taking that bump on the tax. Um, 
but I have to be the Debbie Downer and say, oh, he is pushing himself again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lowest point that I had, it was a couple of them. NJF versus Griff Garrison. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Brian Cage versus Darby Allen, um, or not versus Darby Allen, but uh, that whole segment, I gave it a one. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um, now, another one actually I got, I gave was Alan Ingles, whatever his name is, number five. five. Adam Page. I gave that a one. Now, just an honorable mention, I was a very, very disappointed in Diamante versus Evil East. Yep. Evil East, <laughs> uh, one of the a top Puerto Rican star, by the way. Um, she was lost in this match, and she's a really good wrestler. I gave this match a one and a half. I was very, very disappointed because this is not Eva least. She can do a lot better than that. Uh, Diamante, though, she was, she was pretty good. She's not that bad. Um, and then, of course, the return of Sammy Guevara. Uh, that's another topic we can put on Facebook, too. Did Sammy Guevara come in too, too early? Was it too early yeah. for him to come back? And what is everybody's thoughts on it? Um, that would be a good one. to. to I, I'm curious to see what people would think about that. AEW, though, overall, I gave it a 2.10 this week. Wow. Everything is real close this week. Well, let's get into the Wednesday Night Delight. NXT is currently ahead 26 to AEW's 12. Now, normally, when we do these point systems, we usually do like a two-point block or one-point block. The reason why I went with three digits this week for AEW NXT is because they are literally... 0.02 0.02 points apart from each other. Oh. AEW 87 and NXT at 1.85. Mm. Honestly, sitting through these shows, I, I, I really I preferred AEW this week. So my vote is going to be AEW. Um, Elio, who you got? AEW. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So you don't even matter, Tony. No. You don't even matter. <laughs> Who are you going with, Tony? <laughs> well, almost the same as you. I gave AEW a 2.10, but I also gave NXT a 2.19. Wow. So it, by a ninth of a point or whatever the fuck you call it, man. Um, wow. Um, hmm. I, honestly, I would have went with NXT this week by just a small, small margin, like how I have it in the point. Crazy. Uh, well, AEW gets the point. Is officially halfway there to catch it up to NXT. NXT has 26 to AEW's 13. You're almost there, guys. Um, speaking of almost being there, it is now time for the SmackDown breakdown. Um, oh. Honestly, guys. I think SmackDown really pulled out a great um I I have to say Grand Metallic defeating Gulak Gable and, and Lindsay Dorado I gave that a 3.5. First of all, this match was so good. At one point I thought Chad Gable had it. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Do not give it to Chad Gable. And Lindsay Dorado does this crazy dive from off the top <laughs> rope. And I'm just like, oh shit, it's still on. And let's and uh Grandma Talik wins 
I can't wait for next week for AJ versus Grand Metallic. That's first talking about the land of opportunity. This is a huge opportunity uh, uh, for Grand Metallic. My lowest point was Jeff Hardy defeating Sheamus in the bar fight. I gave that a 1.5. I was not behind this at all. And now is it Willow? Is it Ghost? Who the fuck? Now we have another fucking demonic character in WWE, another shapeshifter, uh, as you may. I am over this shit. Come on, guys. Like, it used to be just The Undertaker. Now it's fucking Bray Wyatt. It's Jeff Hardy. It's this guy. It's like, come on. Can we please just go back to different characters? We don't have to have the same repackaged shit. Um, honorable mentions, New Day. Come on, guys. Big E's going to have a solo run. This is what we've been wanting for a long time, guys. So we better support it. Um, and, of course, Miz and Morrison. Morrison was fucking hilarious on Miz TV this week. I have to say that was great. Overall this week, I gave SmackDown a 2.3 stars. Uh, Elio. Okay, so uh, like you just said, um, for me the high point was the Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, Chad Gable. The lowest point was uh, that Seamus Jeff Hardy. I just hate this whole story from beginning to end. It was just terrible. It was really bad. Tony. Um, I'm gonna go with the lowest first, uh, which was the Seamus and Jeff Hardy. I hated how they started it. It was just... Oh, my God. Yeah, Sheamus just walks in and what's going on, fellas? Yeah. I, no. Like, seriously? Um, there was a, I gave a lot of ones this week on SmackDown. Um, Sasha Bailey promo, and then Alexa coming out. I gave it a one and a half. But I did like the match between Nikki and Alexa. Yes, I did. I gave it a two and a half. The Miz... Segment, I gave it a one. It's like they were taking advantage of what the fans were doing, and for me, it just didn't work. It really didn't. Um, the highest point, though, was Drew, Gall- uh, Drew Gulak versus Shorty G versus, let's say, Gerardo and, and uh, Grand Metal League. I was shocked that even that Grand Metal League was going to get this shot. <laughs> yeah. It is different. But at the same time, people were shitting on it on the internet, saying he hasn't won a single match in God knows how long, and he gets a title shot. It's like fucking damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. It's so different. Honestly, I was ready, and this ain't no lie. I was ready to get this match a once because I thought Drew Gulak was gonna win this match. Okay, because of the way they've been, you know, with the whole uh, Daniel Bryan thing. You know? So mm-hmm. I was like. Drew Gulak's going to win this. It's going to be Drew Gulak. And then they freaking threw a curveball and threw Grand Metallic at the win. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and even at the end, after the match, when AJ oh. slapped him, I was like, oh, shit. He <laughs> slapped him back. <laughs> that, that Lindsay Dorado just stood there. Like, uh, he was lost. It was like, yeah. dude, just started punching him. He or, shouldn't have been there. Chin. Or he shouldn't have been there. Exactly. Uh, but he was there supporting his friend. I get it. But that just that segment, that little part right there, you know, I, you know, he got his shots in, which is cool. But he should at least gave a shot to uh, Lindsay Dorado too. But uh, yeah, that was shocking in itself. And then, like you said about the whole Big E thing getting a solo run. Now we have been saying this, and I'm going to be a bit of a Debbie Downer here, but we have been saying this, and I'm all for it. Big E's solo run. 
I just wish that they did this differently because it's the way they did this was just like saying, all right, now it's your turn. Now they're telling us it's going to be Big E's turn instead of just letting it fucking happen and say, because it just, the way that whole segment was about was Kofi giving Big E's blessing to go solo. It's like, who the fuck are you? Shut up. You got hurt. <laughs> you got hurt. You had one of the worst uh, championship runs I've ever seen. If I, I just, like I said, I just wish like Biggie, like how should, they should have done it was Biggie was upset that he was so upset that he looked at Kofi and be like, hey, I need some time away. That would have been per- That would have been fine. Yeah. And, and then have Kofi be like, I respect that and blah blah blah. I'm I'm gonna be out for a few. Maybe you need to take this time to 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 reevaluate yourself or whatever. I would have liked that better than Kofi saying, it's your time now. It's your time now. That's all he kept saying. It's your time. <laughs> How about that's not all he said. He said, put your meat on my meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be gentle. I'm proud. Wait, what? <laughs> One nice man to put his meat on your meat. <laughs> Not the same thing wrong with that. Bruh. <laughs> but it's true, though. I mean, I was just like, I just wish that a whole I am happy, though, that Big E's going to get a solo run. That's all we've been waiting for. But it also, you have to see what happens, how, how they do it, how they handle it. They, they could fuck it up for Biggie, and then we're going to be yeah. like, go back with the new day. But uh, it depends, too. I mean, is, is, is Biggie going to be heel or babyface? That run would have been better. Which yeah. one run would have been better, heel or babyface? Um, I think we've mentioned before that, his, that the run would be a heel run. Um, I think we mentioned before, too, that maybe it'd be better as a, a babyface baby face run. Who knows? Yeah. Which is true. Um, but yeah, that I was, you know, I was happy, but I was disappointed at the same time because they could have done that segment a little bit better. Uh, a side note, though, y'all didn't notice Bailey's new tattoo? She no. Her, yeah, she's right on her forearm. A big one, oh. too. Wow. A big one. That's why I'm shocked y'all didn't notice. Uh, yeah, so I'm shocked that uh, she... Uh, now, it's funny because TJ uh, Logan chimed in vote <laughs> was for AEW this week. Yeah, so uh, you oh, lose even more. <laughs> doing that during the show, you look like an ass. <laughs> I hope you're having fun with me. <laughs> anyway, but no, um, yeah, I, I'm shocked uh, a little bit because AEW, WWE. They really frown upon the women getting tattoos unless they already had them before they went into the company. Bailey's a WWE girl all her uh, her whole time, um, except for the Indies. So I was shocked. But take a look at it. It's a really big piece on the forum. So I was shocked at that. Overall, though, because of the ones and the one fives I gave, I, uh, overall, SmackDown was a 1.64 this week. Wow. That is astonishing. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, it's time for Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Currently, Raw's ahead seven to NXT six to SmackDown's one. Tony, I'm gonna kick it to you first this week. Who you got? Well, it's a tie between Raw and NXT. 
It is. Um, oh, man, this one's a tough one. Why do I got to go first? Um, uh, man. Uh, Match-wise, I mean, I gave two threes for NXT, and I only gave one three for Raw. Um, but I gave one, two, three, four one-and-a-halves for NXT, and Raw had one, two, two 1.5s, but they did add a one. And the rest was twos, and that's what helped them. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going with Raw this week by just a smidgen. All right. And you know what? Because I like putting this man on the hot seat. Elio, I'm going to go with – wait, before you think. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with SmackDown. I thought SmackDown was the best show this week and then followed up by Raw and then followed up by NXT. So now, Elio, you're in the hot seat. You could pick NXT and make it all fucked up. But you, it's your I'm gonna POV. Go, I'm going to go Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Wow. So Monday Night Raw is going to get the win this week. Um, and, and you know what? I'm not mad at that. I Honestly, I think NXT, in my opinion, was the worst show of the week overall really? out of all four shows. Really? Um, yeah. I have it SmackDown, uh, Raw, AEW, NXT. Um but, uh, yeah, so Raw's going to get the win this week. They're going to go up ahead eight to NXT six to SmackDown's one. I was trying to get SmackDown a two in this week, but Elio let me down. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, let's continue on with the book. Tony. have your attention. The store will be closing in five minutes. No. Oh, okay. All right, uh, the book. Uh, those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling. And it's not just us that can put things in the book. You, the fans, can also put things in the, into the book or make suggestions, and then we can have a vote in, on whether we do put it in the book. More than likely, we will put it in the book because we like to laugh. And that's all we need right now is time to laugh. Um, all right, with that being said, you guys ready? Yes, sir. All right, Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. Go fuck him. <laughs> Kofi's Goldilocks. You know what? He's out for six weeks. We can take it out. But let's see if he's there next week. All right, all right. He's all there right. next week, then we know he's gone, and then we'll take it off. All right. All right, uh, guards his cousin Speedos. I mean, they are Don't- small. They are I was going to say, don't, don't say just because he got married. <laughs> don't get a word on damn tiny-ass shorts. Uh, Speedos. Uh, Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. Whew. Don't you dare take that out. <laughs> Coronavirus. This virus, bro. Terrible, right? Stays. Stays, man. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy's one-gallon dehydrated <laughs> Just because I love the way you say it, it stays. <laughs> uh, MVP's older brother's suit. It stays. He, he got to get a, a fit, a tailor fit suit. Yes, he does. Uh, doll something about Mary's high tail. I want to uh, keep it in there because they showed it again. Yes, stays. Uh, the TNT title. That stays. That garbage stays. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So. Trying to defend it. Oh my God. Uh, Michael Cole's foot foot fetish. 
He didn't mention it this week, I don't think, about feet. He wanted to. But he wanted to, so it stays. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jericho and Khan demo. This, yo, he has another demo god shirt. Yeah, Devil 1849. Yeah. Jesus, man. Ruby rides green weave. That stays. Bronze headpiece. That stays. That that little mullet he has. <laughs> uh, speaking of buns, uh, the new entrant into the book, Seth Man Bun. That yeah. I mean, no one's helping him. No one's like, like it's crooked. No one's saying, yo, Seth. I know I like it this way. That, that's what they probably get. <laughs> I like Messiah, don't you know? <laughs> and the new entered into the book made it back into the book. Kenny Omega shorts. Bro. It's just like, be professional. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the show. Um, so, actually, before we close the show, uh, right after, uh, I will play a song from my playlist of just a lot of songs. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot. And uh, you just go up against the Wrestling POV crew, and um, it's, just, it's just for fun. It's just how we ride off into the sunset until next week. But we'll, we will provide you more content. And not only that, TJ Logan and Elio Canella is going to be back to do their wrestling POV global. So watch out for that next week. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, with that being said, I am your home. Wrestling POV quarantine. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, wrestling POV quarantine. Quarantine. What? I said quarantine. We got that next week. Yes. And Thursday. Uh, well, we're doing uh, TNA. Impact. Oh, well, that will be interesting. I won't be on that. But I'll, I'll, I'll still this. But uh, yeah, last week we had Mask versus Face Paint. And check that out to see who won. Um, is that it? Can I close it. it now? Yes. Yeah. All right, with that being said, I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel. Rick Serrano, the third. Of course, the gentleman. Elio Keller. Peace and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. All right, y'all ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Oh, Ken Stamrock. Yes. Yeah. Ah! Ah! Impressive. <laughs> I think none of y'all were going to get it. All right, I'll do one more. I just watched Canadian Stampede. That's why. His old, old one. His old one. Salah! You don't know who's right. <laughs>